0: Hello, Dayden. Welcome to In the Circle. It is such a pleasure to finally get a chance to talk with you. We've been trying to connect and everything seems to get in the way. And I am excited to be able to have this conversation. Um, And as you know, I got your information from another Um, you know, entrepreneurial minded individual that um, her name is Simone. And um, we had Simone on in the circle talking about money and and financing and budgeting, etc, which was a, a great chat. So I'm excited to talk to you because Now everyone is just so confused about what they should do as far as nutrition, as far as what they put into their bodies. If you go on YouTube, you find so many different things that's out there. And um I came across um, you know, the um, the smoothie book that you had put together. So if you could just give us a little bit of background um, on who you are, where you are in the world, and what led up to you creating this um, this Jamaican smoothie, um, you know, um, it, there's just so many great ingredients that's in there. So I'm going to hand over to you, and, and looking forward to hearing about how you came about to this point where you created that fabulous book.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for having me, Candice. I appreciate your persistence, um, and I'm glad that we're able to connect and have this conversation. Um, I am originally from Jamaica, but I've been around the world a bit. And at this moment, I am speaking with you from the island of Newfoundland, um, which is in the Atlantic, uh, an island out in the Atlantic, as far east of North America as you can go. Um, And uh, regarding green smoothies, the Jamaican green smoothie movement, yes, kicked off maybe six, about six years ago, and um, a book came out of that experience Um, it was rooted in the whole concept like my big thing is um, life management and resilience training and so I recognize that um, your resilience is not just um, persons will say it's emotional and mental strength to overcome or bounce back from challenges adversities but it takes a holistic approach to deal with any kind of um hurdle that we come up against and for a lot of persons their health was their biggest hurdle they may have had a great career nice family life um, money in the bank but had health issues and if your health isn't right then it's like none of the goals that you set none of the things that you prioritize get it's due um attention or do energy and so a lot of people kept asking me you know about um, how do you switch to a vegetarian diet or how do you do this and that and over time I recognized that a green smoothie was a good gateway gateway habit um, to transition to a plant-based diet I recognized that if people started drinking green smoothies it rewires your palate um, and it makes you crave more plants more fruits and vegetables and so instead of me giving someone five steps to become a vegetarian five steps to be vegan or whatever I could just say to them have a green smoothie every day and um, some people took up the challenge and I started developing recipes to help them recipes that were specific to what we had in the Jamaican marketplace the Jamaican backyard because at that time, every recipe you came across online was featuring ingredients that we don't have readily available in Jamaica. And if you came across some of those ingredients, they were above your pocket or your budget. And so I decided, well, the basic premise of this beverage is fruits and dark green leafy vegetables. And of course, it's Jamaica, Caribbean Island, we have tons of that, you know, so Mm-hmm. Um, I made sure to show people how they can um, optimize their lifestyle by starting with one cup a day, sixteen ounces of that green leafy vegetables and fruits.
0: Yes, yes, and it's it's funny because I hear you mention the term um, either vegetarian or vegan. Um, and holistic, you know, those words are new to a lot of people that are listening. Um, so for 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 you on a personal level, where do you position yourself um, as far as what your nutrition buildup um, is about? And explain to us why you went into that, you know, why you went in that direction.
1: I would say I follow a, what is called a whole food plant-based diet. This means that you try to make sure that all the foods that you eat are as close to their original form as possible. So instead of having um, apple soda, you eat an apple. Or instead of having um, barbecue flavored potato chips, you actually have boiled potatoes or mashed potatoes like When I bring my food in, I should be able to recognize what it looked like when the farmer pulled it out of the ground or picked it from the tree. And of course, it also means you eat mostly plants. And the reason I say most is because a plant-based diet doesn't restrict you. It allows you to focus your attention on the foods that you think are most important to your well-being and that definitely comes from plants so yeah some people would say it's vegan like most vegan meals I can have them Um, uh, but I prefer to say a plant-based app because um, when you say vegan it tends to get political about you know the rights of animals or Mm -hmm. um, the things you can and cannot wear when for me it's really just about maximizing the amount of plants that are on my plate when I say plants I'm talking about fruits vegetables um, peas beans um, nuts seeds lentils um, all the grains you can think of whether it's rice or corn or um, quinoa or couscous or whatever it is bulgur um, and of course our root vegetables are tubers or yams or potatoes or um, dashi and cocoa, all those Mm -hmm. things. Mm
0: -hmm. So you, 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 you named a number of items because, and I'm glad you did because people tend to get, um, you know, they tend to feel like a plant based in the way in which you've described it is boring and expensive you always hear people well it's too expensive to eat healthy and 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 it's funny because even though they'll use it in the same sentence to say oh to eat like that to eat healthy is expensive it tells me that some you know the individual knows that it's healthier Mm -hmm. to eat in the format in which you are describing so Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone that says it is bland and it is expensive? for me to eat this plant-based diet that you're describing?
1: I would say um, you should spend some time in the kitchen becoming familiar with spices and herbs and sauces. (laughs) Um, Any any good cook can take any ingredient and make it amazing. It, It doesn't matter what you put on the tray or the cutting board or whatever, if you're a good cook, you can make it taste good. Um, You you probably think of stories of people talking about the grandmother who had only uh, um, these few items and they put it together. And when they put it together, they're like, wow, this tasted Mm -hmm. so good, the best meal ever. (laughs) And you just put together these few simple ingredients because the person is a good cook. A good cook doesn't need animal flesh to make a good meal. And if you think your favorite steak or lobster, you can't enjoy it as it came from the uh, butcher's table or the fisherman's um, net without adding some plants to it. Your garlic, your thyme, your... um, curry all of these things come from plants they come from the soil so if you were to i can eliminate every animal an animal byproduct from my kitchen and still make a long table full of a diverse amount of foods that taste amazing full of flavor great textures great aroma great colors and everything if you remove all the plants from your kitchen and you're left with the only animals, I'm not so sure you'd be a fan of the food that you're eating anymore because- That is left
0: behind. Yeah, what's <laughs> left
1: behind. Um, all you'd be left with is probably salt because even black pepper comes from a tree. So <laughs> you'd probably end up with just the salt that came from the ocean. Yeah, that's not enough to give you the flavor that you want. Um, you check any great chef. If you go to a steakhouse or something, or a seafood restaurant, they're going to show you all the herbs and spices that they use. So the key to uh, a, 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 a delicious plate is your mastery of herbs and spices.
0: Yes. So what about those people then that, okay, two, I'm going to give you two questions here that is almost uh, on a different end of the spectrum. So you have people that one, probably they can't cook. <laughs> As you said, you know, it requires a great chef to um, not a great chef, but someone who knows their way around the kitchen. So I'd love to know, you know, for someone that's starting out and may not know how to cook. Probably what would you recommend? Is there any particular dish that you'd recommend for them to start with to kind of get in the rhythm of what they need to do? And I think you've actually touched on that a little bit with this green smoothie, but they may not be able to have a smoothie all the time. Um, and then the second part of that is as you're trying to put something together on your plate, even as someone that's learning that's new, there's a, there, there there's, you know, there's a a saying out there about plant-based eating that it doesn't give you all the nutrition that you need, that, you know, you do need that meat to get the full spectrum of nutrition that your body needs. So how would you address
1: those two items? Okay. So I'm going to respond to the latter question, which is the more vocal question that people tend to have. Um, uh, The first thing I would say is that before you question the nutrient density of my dietary choices, I would ask you to explain to me how intentional you are about what you eat when you are making your grocery shopping list. How much time and thought do you put into the items that you put on that list? when you prepare your meals, when you go to the restaurant to order, do you stop? And I'm not talking about counting calories. Do you stop and think about does this have vitamin K? Does this have B6? Does this have B12? Do you stop and think about macronutrients and micronutrients? Do you know what those are? Do you know how many milligrams of a particular nutrient that you need? Do you know how much protein you need for your gender for your height for your body weight for your lifestyle and how do you know what portions when you put on your plate are adequate so when you are saying ah I need protein do you know what the protein sources are and when you take if you say of course everybody knows protein comes from let's say you pick beef Do you know how much you need to consume every day for optimal health? When I say optimal, it means you're not getting too little and you're not getting too much um, because excess protein has its dangers too. So do you know how much you need to be optimally healthy? And if you know that number, whatever that number is, when you're preparing your meals, your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, how do you know how much you're getting from each meal? When someone is able to answer those questions for me, then I know I'm speaking to an informed person concerning human nutrition. And anyone who is fully informed about human nutrition, the science of um, the human body and how um, the consumption of different foods interact with your cells and that sort of thing, that person will not be asking me about whether or not my diet is going to give me all the nutrients I need. I've never come across someone who is trained in um, human nutrition or someone who um, understands biology and our um, dietary needs. Who's going to ask me that question? I've never come across it. Usually it's someone who doesn't know who asked that question. Um,
0: Right. And And the question is to where do, where are people getting their information from? I know you haven't answered my second half of the question yet about how to prepare meals, et cetera, but just to continue on, on your, you know, most recent statement, I'm just wondering where, 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 where consumers are being informed about what to put into their bodies. And I feel like it's such a marketing um, you know, it, it's, 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 our decisions tend to come a lot from marketing and what we see on TV and what is pushed on us, etc. cetera. Um, you know, even from a, from a medical perspective, you know, it's just so much that's coming at an individual. So I'm just curious for, you know, for you, because I don't, I don't think you've always, have you always eaten this way or no, did you transition um, into this form of eating? Uh,
1: well, I must acknowledge that growing up, my mother regularly fed us vegetarian dishes, like intentionally, um, because her background is in uh, food. Um, and uh, I mean, she still works in food and health, health um, services, um, but she was very intentional about exposing us to vegetarian dishes. Um, we had vegetarian neighbors. So, of course, if you're having family events and you invite them, she's making sure to prepare foods they can eat. We had vegetarian relatives. So um, I was exposed to vegetarian meals. So it wasn't like this weird thing that I didn't know what it looked or tasted like. Um, but if you checked me 11 or 12 years ago, I would, then you ask me, um, um, what do you like to eat? I would say anything dead and cooked. <laughs> that used to be <laughs> that used to be what I would say until maybe when I went to Japan and then started having sushi which you know sushi is not cooked it's raw so then I had mm-hmm. to um, cut the dead um, the cooked part and just say once it's dead <laughs> um, and then over time um, I got exposed And I can still remember the interview I listened to, which someone is interviewing a medical doctor. And she was explaining, just as you're asking me, explaining how she transitioned from the standard American diet to a plant-based diet. And she explained her her journey and what um, series of events led to her, you know, reconsidering what she ate And I was so impressed by, you know, here's this doctor saying that I'm gonna go against the grain and eat according to how my body feels happy. Um, Because it's important for anyone listening to our conversation to know that this conversation is not about telling anyone what they should and shouldn't eat. Um, I'm happy to sit at the table with anyone who wants to eat anything. Um, Once they're comfortable with me not joining in whatever they're eating, if it's not suitable for me, each person has to get to know their body and know what makes their body perform optimally. Um, And for me, my body performs optimally when I reduce or eliminate um, animal products and increase um, or just totally consume plant products. So, um, and I, I, mean, I could go into detail of, you know, different, um, symptoms or reactions, but the, the, the long and short of it is that what you eat should be determined by what makes you feel good. When I say feel good, it's not just a feel. Oh, this is delicious, but how, how does my body perform? Do I have fog, you know, this foggy kind of, I can't figure out things or, Um, When you go to bed, do you get up feeling rested when you need to do something physically active? Are you, you know, winded and and, and de-energized? How does your skin look? How, I mean, how how does your hair function? Is it falling out? Is it dry and brittle? All these different things. You have to look at how your body is presenting itself. How are you showing up to the world? Um, And assess yourself holistically, mentally, physically, um, spiritually, and say, do I need to make some changes? And make your decision. You have some people that are flexitarian, they might eat um, vegan from, I, I think, nine to six. And then for dinner, they choose to eat animals, eat meat. And that's fine. It's it's for you to decide, you know? Um, it's not for anyone else to tell you what to do. But if you seek the advice, then... Just be open that you know people might say something that is unusual or different. Yeah,
0: yeah, but and it's 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 such a it can become such a touchy subject. You know, similar to religion.
1: (laughs) I think only politics. I think it's it's only touchy if we don't respect that everyone is an individual Mm -hmm. and that. I don't need to do the same thing as you for us to get along. Once we recognize that you can choose to have curry goat beside me and I will have ital stew and it's totally fine. I don't hate you. You don't hate me. We're just feeding our bodies and we get mm-hmm. up energized and we go and get our stuff done. Once we treat people with that level of respect um, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a tense conversation, you know, it shouldn't. And I do know it can be tense because some people think that my decision to eat this vegan meal is my saying to them, you are wrong. Yes. It's never about, it's about what's right for me, you know? Um, so some people, they, they probably, like you mentioned earlier, when they say I can't afford to eat healthy subconsciously they know what the better choices are Mm -hmm. and so when they come across someone who is making that better choice then they kind of take offense to it because they feel almost like they're being attacked by their conscience but instead of acknowledging (laughs) that it's their conscience that's ribbing them they put it projected on the other person which that's not necessary what what I would recommend if you come across someone like that Ask them advice, you know, ask their support, ask them, teach me how you make this or what do you eat when you're in this situation? Just ask, ask questions and be open. That's that's what I would recommend.
0: Right, right. And I mean your approach is, you know, is 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 more of an open and approachable approach, if that's the best way to put it, because you do have. People out there that is very, you know, you see them online that's very judgmental about anyone that even looks at an animal. And I think that's where some of the misunderstanding comes from, not, you know, for people not realizing and recognizing that my choice is my choice, your choice is your choice, and you can make um, a decision from there. But I think it's also important, as you said, for people to be able to analyze their being, their bodies. And I don't think people do that enough where they, you know, where they can actually say, you know what, I, I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling right. What do I need to change or what do I need to do about that? So you said around 10, I think 11 years ago, if someone asked you what you eat, you would say, you know, as long as it's dead, and <laughs> um, you know, you'll be able to ha- um, eat that. What change have you noticed in your body, in your being, in your mind, in your essence? Have you noticed a, a change transition into plant-based and if so what are some of those changes
1: okay um the first change that I noticed um which led me to explore plant-based diet was that uh, at the time I was living in Japan and tr- really old traditional Japanese cuisine is very plant-based um it was when they you know the the, the economy got really wealthy that they started to eat a lot of meaty dishes. And so I found that whenever I ate a meal that was like almost all vegetables and fruits, you know, you know, rice, whatever, didn't include meat or fish or chicken or whatever. I noticed that I wasn't having this heartburn, indigestion and uh, Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but some Jamaicans would say, the food is repeating on my stomach. And the concept Mm -hmm. of the food repeating on your stomach, it means that you're having indigestion. Mm -hmm. So instead of the food going from your, say your, your, your stomach to the intestines, it feels like the food is constantly trying to get broken down. And it has a sensation like it's trying to go back to your mouth To get broken down before it returns to your stomach Um, and i can remember from as early as maybe age 14 i noticed every at the end of every meal i had this really bad indigestion and i also had this issue where i would be burping like maybe for the next 30 minutes to an hour following a meal every single time i ate and um it, there was nothing I could do about it, except when I didn't have meat. Mm. And so I started making notes. I'm like, I ate today, but I'm not having indigestion. Or let's say I'll say, oh, I had this for lunch, but I'm not having the indigestion and I'm not belching. What is this? But then later yes. when I go and I eat something that is typical, you know, meaty food, then it would happen again. And I started wow. noticing. So I started saying, okay let's see if i don't touch any meat any chicken any fish whatever how i feel and i i made the the, the the clear observation that it was when i ate flesh that i had this indigestion and i also took note that my mother when i was growing up i always saw my mother once she was eating she would always, the food would always come back to her mouth, like literally come back to her mouth. Um, wow. In the same way that you'd hear a, a cow, a cow is yes. chewing their cud, you'd mm-hmm. hear them say, the cow is chewing their cud. My yes. mother would do that. But she would never bring up carrot, she would never bring up peas, she would never bring up potato. It was always what about the flesh meat. food? Mm-hmm. Whatever flesh food was on the plate, that was what would always come back to her mouth. And so I just made a logical decision that this is my genetic makeup. This is how my body was designed. It's obviously passed on. Mm-hmm. And so I need to take note and make the adjustment accordingly. And I st- it's, it started slowly. First, you know, it was, okay, no beef, no pork. So I was going to, you know, the typical Jamaican yes. family, um, um, chicken and fish. And even then I said, let me keep. And I, until I was having, and then I still have a photo from the night at a steakhouse trying to celebrate my brother's birthday. And I am sitting with my arms, my hands on my cheeks, staring at this menu because I'm like, what am I going to eat? I don't know what. i Yes. Because I don't want any of this. And this is after realizing that, you know, my body is not coping well with these um, meals. Right. And eventually I said, okay, I'll order the fish. And when it came and I looked at it, I had no desire for it whatsoever. I swapped it for somebody's salad that came with a steak or something. And that was the very last day I ordered or prepared any animal um, flesh for myself. Mm -hmm. And afterwards I went to seminars and workshops Um, I bought books, I watched documentaries, I listened to um, interviews. I started consuming a lot of content that would inform me not only about the best way to nourish my body, but how to rethink food and how to approach the preparation of food so that I was better equipped. I mean, I went to a cooking course with like the master chef, Ivan Hope, who runs um, Wow. Yeah, Ashanti Oasis Restaurant in in Jamaica. Um, this this is someone who you know original Rasta, where mm-hmm. everything comes from. They're freshly picked. If they're going to mm-hmm. get coconut oil, they they make it from scratch. Yes. So she was a person who taught me, like legitimately, took me through a course to learn how to prepare authentic Jamaican. And I mean, it included dishes, other recipes from around the world, but I formally went to a course. Now everybody doesn't have to do that. Early ask, what does someone do? Start with your favorite foods, your favorite dishes, favorite recipes, and learn how to substitute or to swap out. So if it is you like um, a good curry instead of, putting chicken or some lamb or whatever in it swap it out with some mushrooms or some hearty beans or whatever Mm -hmm. so you you learn the swaps and if you don't know what to swap it out it it takes a simple google um you want to know um vegan butter chicken curry and you must come across a recipe to tell you yes. what to use instead of the chicken. Um, so think <laughs> of Cauliflower your becomes your best friend. Exactly. <laughs> um, cauliflower, mushrooms, eggplants. And then what you will recognize is that there was an entire section of the grocery store or the farmer's market that you d- did not make use of. Mm-hmm. You will begin to recognize that you were eating a very limited diet when you're eating the standard diet, because there are so many um, ingredients that never came into your diet. And when you become a plant-based eater, then you learn about more different kinds of fruits, different kinds of vegetables, different pulses, um, different, so many different ingredients that you never explored before and you learn different ways to make them and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, 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 it requires... The changing of your mindset. It's important to shift the way you view food, shift the way you view your body, um, shift the way you um, make daily choices about how you interact with you know other people if you're going out, how to plan in advance. Um, so that's required, um, and you need to learn you know a little basic nutrition. Yeah, mm-hmm. not just you know talking off the top of your head. Oh, I need this for pro-. no actually find out what you need yes yes, yes.
0: so so did you have to diet and did you have to like transition a family into your new you know when you when you transitioned, did you have a family at that time and then try to get them into eating similar you know embrace the change that you're that you've made
1: um I never tried to transition anyone Mm -hmm. But if you are interested in getting support, I will give it to you. So when I made the decision to stop consuming animal products, I continued to prepare my husband's meals as he would normally have them. And I prepared other things for myself. Maybe after a week or two of me doing this one day, he just said to me, if you're not going to eat this stuff, don't give it to me. (laughs) 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 And so... (laughs) I didn't have to cook the meat anymore and I just made one pot. And then when we had our children, they ate the same foods that we were eating um, and they still do. So my whole family um, eats the same way, um, but I never told anyone, um, oh, you know, this is what we're doing now. Yes no. you didn't force um, it mm-hmm. no you everyone must choose for themselves and someone might ask a question but you're not telling your children to choose and I'll say neither are you <laughs> 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 you 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 don't come to your children and say, "Did you know there are vegetarians in the world? They don't eat chicken. Would you like to eat it?" I, I I think you should choose. Here is keto. Here is vegan. Here is this. No, you don't. You don't put all the options on the table before your child. Yes. You decide what you you think is good for you and yes. your family, and you prepare it. What I have said many times to my children, even as young as they are is that one day you're going to grow up and you're going to decide if the things that mommy did is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I remember talking to my daughter recently. And I said, when you grow up, if you decide to do something different from me, that's totally fine because there are things I do that's different from my parents. And so I, from this age, I want them to, to be aware because sometimes when we are growing up, we feel like the things we're doing, it's because we're being told to do it. Mm-hmm. And so there's this desire to rebel against it, even without deciding whether we like it or not. And, you know, you might talk to someone and they say, well, my parents used to tell me that I have to do this. So as soon as I got out from them, I did the opposite. And then <laughs> Later in life, they realized, you know, I actually preferred it my parents said, and they returned. Yeah. Yeah. But it was because of this and this this atmosphere or this pressure created to feel like this is what you must do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you let the person know that you still have the right to choose something else, then there's not this 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 push to be like, well, you can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna do exactly what you said I shouldn't do, you know? So I, I don't tell my children, oh, you must, this is what I've prepared. If you want to eat, you eat. If you don't want to eat, then you know, how I'm not. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely and, and so for the novices out there that that's hearing this and, th- and saying you know what i've always wanted to go to a plant-based diet and we already talked about the fact that you know sometimes people think it's expensive um you know do do they have to spend more time in the kitchen do they have to spend more time prepping do they you know what 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 change do you, that you went through and what change would you, you know, highlight for them to understand that you know, you're making this change if you're transitioning into becoming more plant-based, these are the things to expect and this is how you need to plan accordingly.
1: Um, if you follow a whole foods and the important part is whole food, whole foods are always less expensive than processed foods. Um, uh, curry goat is always more expensive than curry chickpeas <laughs> uh, you can get I went shopping recently and this is uh, what is it like maybe five kilo a five kilo bag of chickpeas for maybe five dollars mm-hmm. and you get five kilo of chicken for that amount of money mm-hmm. um, and then the thing about it is that most bees beans peas lentils they swell once they're hydrated once you yes. hydrate them the size doubles right so i can put one cup of dried beans to cook and when it comes i get two or three cups out of it when you put one fish, you don't get two and three fish. (laughs) (laughs) So, just by understanding those little details, those little dynamics, you recognize, and I mean, I I compare with friends all the time. How much do you spend on groceries every month? And I've never come across someone who eats a standard diet, meat-based diet, who spends less than me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, If you are going to go and buy all the um, fake, the fall meats, the fake meats, and the highly processed things to be like um, meat replacements, then you're going to end up with expensive stuff. If you're going to order out all the time, if you're going to go to a restaurant all the time, then it's going to be more expensive. But if you're going to make your food at home, um, and when I say make your food at home, it doesn't mean that you're going to go get soybeans and grind them and make the tofu from scratch. No, you, you <laughs> simply are going to make sure that most of your cooking is done at home. Um, there are ways to, to um, prep your food um, and to um, there are shortcuts to everything. It just requires planning um, and proper time management. I don't spend more time in the kitchen than anyone else and I don't spend more money than anyone else. It just means that you're going to relearn Mm -hmm. so you you are doing things a particular way now you're going to relearn and the best way to do it is get some um i call them mates and mentors so these are people who are further along the journey with you those are your mentors they're going to show you the ropes give you the tips and the tricks and the hacks and then they're the mates the people who are transitioning with you they are asking the same questions you're asking they are learning the recipes is just at the same time as you. And so you support each other, encourage each other and say, oh, guess what? I discovered in the supermarket today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried this, you know, I went to this place and I tried this and it tastes so good. I'm going to make it at home. And you, you, you have that kind of, um, you know, interaction and support. So any decision that you're going to make, you need mates and mentors. Um, and that's why when I speak to people about resilience building, it's not just about Oh, what I'm thinking. It's about who I surround myself with, who I allow to lead me, um, who I rely on for, you know, um, encouragement. its It's very holistic. So whether you're seeking to improve your health by your dietary choices, or you're trying to transform your finances, like someone talks about, or you are trying to figure out life in a new country, like, you know, I'm moving all the time <laughs> you know it, it 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 helps when you have a plan mm-hmm. you rewire your thinking um you have habits that make sure that you endure the challenging situations and one habit could be making food in advance and make sure you have something in the fridge or in the freezer so that when you come home dog tired yeah you don't just say oh I'm gonna order something You can take something out, pop it in the oven and it's ready, you know? So you rewire your thinking, you develop better habits and you surround yourself with the right people.
0: Yes. Yes. And I think at first it's going to be challenging with anything that if you're changing, it's going to be challenging. Yes. Yes. Just the other day I was saying, I'm not sure if it was my dad. I was saying, I'm wondering what's going on. I'm seeing all this jackfruit in the, in the grocery store just right. to discover that because of the increase of the number of people that are going plant-based jackfruit is an excellent meat replacement. Apparently yes, you can, is. you know, you can season it and, you know, green, I guess the green jackfruit, I hope, I hope I'm, you know, I'm not sure if it's the red or the ripe or the green one, but I understand the green one, you have that ability to, to do that. And I also encourage people that, you know, you need to soak, get ready, get used to soaking, <laughs> you know, soaking your beans and things like that. I'm not sure if you do that as well, Jaden. Mm-hmm
1: to soak but people will tell you oh, i don't have time for that so i'm all into the hacks get a good pressure cooker mm-hmm. get a good instant pot and in 30 minutes you could have some doll curry doll to go with the mm-hmm. freezer um naan, the naan yes. that you put on the freezer and that's it when you think about eating some chicken you have to take it out of the freezer from the night before <laughs> <make> it <out. laughs> then you have to cut it up and then you have to season it and let it marinate overnight. <laughs> when I get into my kitchen, I take the beans out. I throw them in the instant pot. Um, depending on the type of um, bean, pea, or lentil that it yes. is, it can take from ten minutes to an hour, depending on what I'm using. Yeah, and it's done. I don't need to thaw out anything the night before I don't need to go chop it up and <laughs> season it and all those things and someone might say to me but I can get it off the fridge and pre-seasoned I can also get pre-made um, curry chickpeas yeah. or some lentils um, in barbecue sauce or every every choice you make someone has made it convenient but the mm-hmm. point is that it just requires you retraining your brain, the
0: mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you don't have to worry about in your kitchen diet and about if your poultry is mixing with your vegetables or mixing with, you know,
1: no there's no cross contamination (laughs) There's
0: no cross contamination um this has been such an insightful uh discussion and i really appreciate it i'm just wondering is there is there a question that you probably wish i would have asked something that you think the audience would um would benefit from because you know we have people from the caribbean that listens from the us from canada Um, And, you know, as far as the UK, so I'm just curious, is there anything um, that you think is vital to share with our audience today?
1: I think something that's very important for anyone to understand when undertaking any kind of transition, any change in your life is that you need a stable foundation before you can build. And when I say that, I mean, if your life is really hectic and stressful right now, Mm -hmm that first before you try to take on a new diet. New diet is going to fail if your life is not in a stable place to accommodate change. Um, If you're having stressful relationships, your diet is going to fail. If your money issues are coming up, your life is going to fail, your diet is going to fail. So it's important that when you're looking to make that change, and that's why I spoke about the meets and the mentors, but if there is something that's keeping you up at night or that is consuming your mind, focus on that thing, get rid of it, take care of it, before you try to tackle any major life change lifestyle Mm -hmm. change Mm -hmm. so that would be my number one advice because i've seen a lot of persons try to build a new habit whether it was with green smoothies or with um changing to a plant-based diet and a few weeks in or a couple months in when life happens then they're like oh this is not working for me anymore when really it was just that there were um they were not in a place where life was stable and ready for change, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. So I know you have the green smoothie and, um, you know, book, and I'd love for you to tell people where they can find it. But additionally, I'm curious if there's anything else that you have coming out because you have all those hacks and tricks that we're talking about. You've been doing this for some time. So um, first, just let us know where they can find your green smoothie book and also where they can find your period online and if you have anything coming out in the future.
1: Okay, so uh, the book is called Jamaican Green Smoothies and you can find it anywhere Um, books are sold online, whether it's Amazon or um, any other major book retailer, um, you can find it there. Um, For what I'm focusing on now, I have, um, as a globe shutter, I have a special interest in supporting um, foreign nationals. Um, wherever they are located. So whether they are um, newcomers to Canada, REM-based, or they have moved to, say, Japan or somewhere else to work or study, Um, I realize what a hurdle that can be, um, not just for adjusting to a new culture, but figuring out the food and figuring out the um, the language and the separation Mm -hmm. from family and deciding what your priorities are and what's my next step in life and what I want to achieve out of this uh, maybe two-year contract or whatever that I'm on. Um, It can become overwhelming, especially when you don't have anyone who has done this before to show you, you know, what direction to go in, what choices are better than others. And so those are the persons that I have been working with um, throughout the year. Um, Sometimes they are focused on their dietary habits because they move to a new location. They don't see the foods they're accustomed to. And so they panic and they eat junk. And sometimes it is like them not knowing you know what are my goals what am I doing with my life I'm stuck Um, so giving them that kind of support so that they get their life in order because life is just a lot of little projects you know every area of your life is just a project to work on and if you get the right tools and strategies you will learn how to manage your life and to thrive and be resilient when life inevitably happens
0: (laughs) which it which it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> I can guarantee you that that, that will happen for sure. Um, excellent. So um, you're online. Um, do you have a blog? Do you have a channel? Do you have any? What's what's your social platforms are like? Because I'm sure people will be interested in being able to follow If
1: you. you'd like to follow me on Instagram, um, though I haven't actively posted on it for a while, um, but on Instagram, my handle is Daidana Shanto. And, um, but the main space to catch me is on my website, divanashanta.com. That's D-I-D-A-N-A-S-H-A-N-T-A. Um, and we can stay in touch if you have questions, catch me on Facebook or anywhere. And um I will, I, I, I think I work a lot under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> um but people know where to find me but yeah definitely oh, yeah. um you can find me on my website or catch me anywhere on social media
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, it has been such a wonderful pleasure to have you finally getting a chance to chat. I know, um, you know, this direction is plant-based. Um, a lot of information is out there, but not so much for people of color and also people um, from, you know, Caribbean descent, etc. So it's such a, a wealth of information that you have provided. And I'll be sure to add your contact information in um, in our details for the podcast as well. But thank you so much, Daiden. A pleasure to have you and wish you all the best. And I hope, you know, we can come back in the future and have a chat because I can see great things are coming. I'm sure there's another book. I'm sure there's so many other things that's going to be coming your way. So we look forward to reconnecting. So thanks again. You're
1: welcome. It was a pleasure speaking with you, Candace.
0: All righty. Take care now. Bye bye.